Hi, you're listening to the Your Time Now podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Chamley, and I'm a mindset coach whose passion is to inspire and empower women. If you're ready for that next level, this is the place to be. Listen to the podcast each week and learn how to silence the inner chatter and start to live life on your terms. It's mindset coaching with a magical twist. So there'll be lots of spirituality, some meditations, some madness, some inspiring stories from other women, and it's all designed to help you claim your power back now. Welcome to today's episode from Your Time Now. I'm here with actually my gorgeous sister, Vicky Fox. Vicky's a network marketer and she does direct sales in partnership with The Body Shop at Home. Hi Vicky. Hi there, you okay? So you've had a bit of a journey haven't you? You've done loads of different jobs in the past and things and like this is your real passion now. Tell us all about it and how you got there and what you do. So I started off, I've, I've worked since I was 14. Started off as a waitress and worked in a chip shop when I was um, still at school. And it was great. And I had a great wage when I was six, when I was 14, 14 to 16. And then I love customer facing. I love customer service. So I did go to college and I was going to do travel and tourism. But I kind of fell into pub life. And I loved, I, I worked in a nightclub when I first went to um, college. And then I worked in pubs afterwards, pubs and restaurants. And I absolutely love the customer service aspect of it. So I joined Weatherspoons and was with them for 10 years as a manager. And then I started a family. And what I realized was that I couldn't give 100% to my work or as well as giving 100% to my family. So as my family were little, I tried to work jobs around them. So being part-time jobs, I did. Um, I went back to Weatherspoons and it it was late nights and then obviously early mornings with a baby and it didn't really fit. So I tried three nights in Tesco stacking shelves on the dairy because with Thomas I was on my own and I needed childcare and my parents worked full time so I didn't really have that kind of support. So I worked one night and stayed up and watched Thomas then worked the following, had a night off, worked the following night and I worked three in, in, intermittent nights um, so it was very little sleep um, and that didn't really work. So I just muddled through and worked sort of jobs where I didn't need to pay for childcare because obviously childcare is a massive cost. And then I kind of lost my identity a little bit. I stopped work for a little while and I became just a mum. And don't get me wrong, being a mother is, was definitely my calling in life. I, I needed it and, um, and I thrived off it and I absolutely love my kids and I'd do anything for them. And by the time I'd, I'd had another two kids, working was harder, but I just managed to work part-time in different places and stuff like that. And then when Harry was little, I got the opportunity to work in a restaurant and open a restaurant. And it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. But I soon became, uh, I joined as um, a part-time member of staff. They interviewed me. They looked at my CV. They said, we want you to manage the bar. So I managed the bar. And I ended up, quickly doing a 60 hour week I went on to a salary and I did five between five or six split shifts a week and although some of those were at the weekend the ones through the week I would literally get up take the kids to school or nursery poor Harry had to go into nursery full um, from nine till three which he thrived from and I did 
nine till I did half nine till half nine till half two and then I was back at half five and and sometimes until midnight or later and I did this for a few years and I think I got to burnout I think I burnt my without realizing it I think I got to um to burnout and I was mentally just strained I mean every job you've had you've given so much to it and it's been a real balance, hasn't it, between yeah. family and the job. And it's been hard. You know, you've kind of put yourself on hold and let Stephen flourish in his job, haven't you? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what a lot of women do. And I've obviously seen firsthand how you got to that burnout point. That, that burnout was... Um, I didn't even realise burnout until looking back. And then, so, I said to Stephen, look, I can't do this. It was killing me. It was killing me. So drained and he he's my biggest supporter you know what I mean he's my biggest cheerleader and he supports me in whatever I do and so I said I'm going to try a different path so I went to university and um, did a forensics degree thinking that it was going to be more biology it was a toss-up between doing midwifery and forensics and I don't know why I went forensics but I did anyway thinking it was going to be more like DNA and stuff like that because that really interests me I'm fascinated by the human body and it wasn't it was a chemistry degree I managed to pass I don't know how <laughs> but going back and doing chemistry going back and doing forensics so then I went and studied the forensics degree and realized that there wasn't an awful lot of calling for it around here and I would have had to travel or I could have gone and worked in the labs in Sellafield so I was a woman and iron what I was going to do went back to part-time work that fitted in because by this time um the second year of the first year of my degree mum got ill and she was really ill and um obviously me sort of being at, at home part-time I could help out and yeah. I didn't put any extra strain or stress on mum and dad picking the kids up or anything like that so again I sort of put everything on the back burner and just carried on in a in a part-time job that seemed to seem to fit with everybody Mm. and then one of my friends was selling some body shop stuff and I bought a couple of things off her I bought some of the the shampoo and conditioner and some some little pieces and then she had a joining offer on and I um, got in touch with her and I'd worked with her previously Weatherspoons were really good mates I got in touch with her and I said what's involved in signing up and she was like oh well you just sell to friends and family and stuff like that and we do parties and and I thought this this could be really interesting this could be nice uh, something nice like a little side hustle something for me so I started and I got my kit I fell in love with my kit and I did my party and then I did another party and another party and my kit was growing and I was getting all these free products and I was like I'm really quite good at this and the one thing that the body shop does really really well what is they give great recognition all of a sudden, I was on these Facebook groups and this, the head of the company was shouting me out for brilliant sales and this, that and the other. And I was like, oh my God. And within my first two months, I'd done what the classes sales, um, what you would do with eight people. So I got loads of recognition and I won a chance to go to a, a ball. And so I travelled the country, I travelled down country and met up with other people who I'd never met before. I just went on my own. It was a bit of a leap of faith. We had this absolutely amazing three-course meal, dancing, awards ceremony. It was something out of a fairy tale princess. It was absolutely amazing. There was jugglers, there was cat, there was magicians coming around tables. Oh, it was absolutely amazing. I got um, awards then. Then I decided, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a good go. 
So I started recruiting and I um, recruited my team and I became a manager. And then sort of things happened, life takes over a little bit. And Stephen's grandma, who I used to do a lot of caring for, she died and um, I lost my title and then I went back up. And But there was something that always kept me doing the body shop and I think it's because I'm so passionate about it I love the products I love what the company stands for and I love what it does for me the self-development journey that I've been on in the last three years is absolutely amazing I, I, I kind of found myself again I wasn't just mum I wasn't just um a wife and a mother I was Vicky and I was putting myself out there and pushing myself out of my comfort zone every single day talking to people about things that I loved I noticed that Elsie started to flourish and was, she seemed, you know what I mean? There was also this pride, oh, my mum does this and my mum does that. And so she gets quite involved with things. And it just, it just sort of brought a different feeling to our family. I think because I think happy, happy mum, happy family. um, Yeah. And it just made me kind of think, you think of all these old sayings that you can't give from an empty cup and it's so, so true. And I'm a, I'm a big um, believer in like old wives tales and things like that and old little, old little quotes and sayings. And there's so many of them that come true when they actually happen to you, you know what I mean? So I kind of became Vicky again and then I've just built up my business from there and my business is absolutely flourishing. It's soaring at the moment and I'm heading for my next couple of promotions and um, this has just, it's changed my life. It's changed, it's changed our lives and... Yeah. I don't feel like I I bought my first girly holiday two years ago and I'd never been on a girly holiday since I was 18 and although Stephen goes on stag dues and stuff like that he was always the breadwinner so I never kind of thought to book a girly holiday because I was thinking I was only doing part-time and although he didn't ever have that impression on me I put that on me I put that guilt on me. I, you get guilt as a mother anyway, and I put that guilt on me. Oh, I couldn't leave my kids for two or three nights, or oh, I couldn't do this, or I couldn't do that. And then, oh, well, where would the money come from? You know what I mean? I'm only working part-time. How would I afford that? So, yeah, so with, my, with one of my first manager wages, I booked, and we went on our first girly holiday, and we do it every year since. And it's something, it's empowered me in a way. It's given me, it's given me freedom to say, yes, I can do that. And yes, I can do that. Yeah, it's just really changed my life. And I just had that, I had that well sort of feeling of what have I got to lose when I bought that kit? That was what I thought, what have I got to lose? And little did I know that it was going to change my life quite like this. And what do you think the big change was, Vicky? Do you think it was getting that recognition or was it a shift in yourself? What, what was the big change? You were... I, think, I think it was a massive, um, when I realised that this could, uh, that I could make money out of this, I think it was a massive change in my, in my mindset and myself. And I was like, oh my God, I can do this. And getting the recognition, yeah, definitely helped. But I was sort of thinking, well, what have I done? What have I done that's so different to everyone else? But what was the big, the big change in me was definitely my mindset. And then obviously you start to do sort of self-development. You look into different things. Yeah, it was definitely, there was definitely a shift in me. There was definitely like a paradigm shift in what I wanted out of life. And I look at, obviously when when mum got ill, she'd just retired. And I just think it's so, we've worked, we've all worked, all four of us, they've brought us up with such a strong work ethic and we've always worked really hard. And like you said, I've always given 100% to whatever job I work in. And I just think, but it will kill me. Like that, like that burnout phase. 
Yeah. I'll get to I'll get to that stop and then stop. Yeah. But so I needed again, to... you've kind of faced that criticism, haven't you? Because like you say, we've had such a strong worth ethic. Our family is one of them. It's like, what do you do? What what's your job? What do you do? When you've and, got a real job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all had that real kind of you've got to have that good job, you've got to have them good qualifications, like yeah. pushed into us in a sense, from like a place of absolute love. But like that's given you your own battles, hasn't it, throughout the journey? Yeah. Because you've maybe felt that you didn't have that up until a point. So tell yeah. the, tell people about how you've kind mm-hmm. of overcome that. Well, even, I think even going and doing the degree, I was still trying to prove something by going and doing the degree. And, and I did a degree that has amounted to nothing, really. But I don't think suppose, that they understood that I actually liked customer service and wanted to be the best yeah. in my fields. And so in Weatherspoons, I was... I was good at what I did and even even working in the chip shop, I was good at what I did and I enjoyed what I did. Um, and no matter, I don't suppose it's whether you've qualified or not. I always think that if, you can, if you're doing a job, you should always do it to the best of your ability. You should, always, you should always do your best. So they've given us that. But yeah, there was always that kind of onus on, I didn't have a career and I didn't have qualifications and I didn't have this, that and what have you. But this is completely different because I I set my goal, I set my earnings, I can have uncapped earnings. And I don't think I don't know whether mum and dad will ever understand entrepreneurship in that sense of the word. But do you know what? I can provide for my family. I make a I make a decent living that's you know what I mean? Yeah. And um and I bring a really, a really big amount to this household. You know what I mean? And not just money. It's all the passion and, like you say, reinvigorating the kids. And that's bigger than the money. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like that. I uh, also the fact that I can be here for the kids because I know some sometimes people go, oh, well, your kids are older, it gets easier. Not necessarily. You need to be there for sort of support for homeworks and stuff like that. My kids are sporty, so we travel all over the country. So I one thing that Elsie loves is that I don't miss a game. I don't miss a cricket game. I took Thomas on tour. The other two stayed at home with Stephen because he couldn't get time off work. He didn't have holidays, whereas I can just say I can <laughs> I can have my holidays whenever I want. I've got that freedom. Yeah. And I have that freedom. And now that I've had that freedom... I cannot stand being, I can't stand being on a rotor. I wouldn't hate to go back to somebody telling me what I can or can't do. There's so much more than come, that comes with it than the money. Inspiring Thomas and Elsie to follow their dreams instead of following necessarily a scholastic pathway. So Thomas was sort of adamant that he was going to do A-levels and now he's actually doing, he's looking at doing a college course so as he can fit in his training. And the thing that I've sort of discovered is that he's like, well, what well, I can play cricket for a living. And I'm like, yeah, if that's what you want to do, because I think I think it's so important that they need to never work a day in their life. As as you say, is um, if you do something that you love, then you'll never work. And that's what I'm trying to get the kids to do, that they need to love what they want, what they do. Yeah, brilliant. And obviously, as part of your role as well, you're inspiring other women and coaching other women and bringing them on. Yeah, that's my um, that's my favourite part of all this now. So, sort of when I first started, I was I was obviously a consultant. Now in the manager role, 
mm. not that I'm anybody's boss because it doesn't work like that that somebody could join under, underneath me and overtake me no problem that's what makes it so great that you can you can go as fast or as slow as you want but to inspire them and motivate them and coach them in a way you sort of take on like a coach mentor role it's great to see other people's journeys I've got so many girls that you, and and there's, there's a couple of men joined our team now that you you see the journey that they've come along and you see them blossom in confidence and it's just that's money can't buy that no that's where we're kind of aligned isn't it and it's just the best feeling where are you going next what's the big dream so we're forecasting at the moment i want to i would love to get to regional manager with the body shop at home long term although i think i'll always have my team with the body shop but maybe coaching and mentoring that kind of that kind of pathway because I think that's where I I think that's where I come alive yeah um, when I do the training side of things with the girls and stuff like that so, so what would you say to people who have been through a similar journey to you and kind of put themselves second along the way behind maybe the husband and kids like what would you say to them I would say it works for a little while but eventually you need you need to put yourself first because um there's a a lot of criticism comes along um, when you're a mum. So you're either you're either criticised for staying home and looking after your kids. You criticise, and you, that might be your choice. You criticised for going out and working, if and putting your kids in childcare. You criticised for there's so much criticism that we all put on each other, and and I just think it's so it's so bad. And we shouldn't judge other people the way that we do. You should do. You should find your happy. You need to find your happy and not put yourself last because your family only really really works for you when you're happy sometimes it, some, it self-care isn't selfish it's it's imperative especially when you're looking after a family so yeah I would definitely say find find what find where your passion is and make sure that you that you look after yourself and I've heard something this week that's kind of stuck with me and it's I have nothing to prove to anyone I have nothing to defend to anyone and I just have to show up as the true me yeah and I think that's that's like the key message, isn't it? You know, we get criticism from all over, but it's more about the other person than yourself. You can be so blase about it and you can be like, oh, hate is going to hate. Do you know what? It's not our problem if people don't like us. <laughs> you, you are who you are. We're all so uniquely beautiful on this earth. If you are fighting a good fight and you're motivating and you are... As long as you are kind, then do you know what? Some people don't even like you for being kind. <laughs> You've just got to roll with the punches. Not everybody's going to like you. That's it. End of. Um, but you, you've got to do is, in the words of Taylor Swift, is shake it off yeah. <laughs> and not let it, not let it bring you down. You just can't. I'm very much in the way of you don't, you don't look sideways. You only we live in a very linear lifestyle and we live forward. So I don't tend to look over my shoulder anymore because you're not going to win a race by looking at someone else. I feel like, yeah, you people aren't going to like you. But hey, not everybody's going to like you, but the ones that do, they're the ones that count. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very true. Well, thank you for joining me. It's been really nice getting your side of your journey, really. We probably yeah. don't sit and talk like this as much. No, I don't think you do, do you? You don't sort of... You don't dig into it, do you? I think life takes over, doesn't it? And we um, we spend a lot of time living, but not really living and not really knowing. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> well, I should do yours. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, you love to start a podcast. <laughs> so that was Vicky there with her really honest opinion on what it's like to bring up three kids, struggle with family life, struggle with jobs, and ultimately do something that's pushed her out of her comfort zone and found her passion. So let's recap a little bit. Some of the things she said was happy mum, happy house. And how true is that? You know, mums get a hard time of it. They get criticised, like she said. But when you're so busy, are you actually happy? And that's maybe something we need to be asking ourselves. Everyone, not just mums, everyone, are you actually happy with what you're doing? And then who's putting that guilt on you? Like Vicky said, it wasn't her husband. So where was that guilt coming from? It was her ultimately choosing to feel guilty and she had to let that one go. And then you need to find you happy. That was her words. You have to find you happy. Look for your own happy somewhere. The other thing she said, which was really key for me, is you can't put yourself last. You can do it for a little while, but you'll end up with that burnout and it just doesn't work for anyone. So if you're in that position now where you're putting yourself last, you're putting yourself behind your husband, your kids, your work, everything, you're the last one that ever gets thought of, it won't last forever. So please, please, please think about what you can do to put yourself first. Self-care is so important. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that one. Catch you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the podcast from Rachel at your time now. Catch me next week for more mindset coaching with a magical twist. Can't wait to see you then. Bye.